Welcome to the Madam Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Giselle Arney. I'm a sports medicine physician with a passion for teaching and a mission to support other women with careers in this space. On this show, you'll hear the stories from amazing women in their field of sport and athletics. They'll share their journeys, triumphs, and hardships in order to help and inspire you in your own career and life. Thanks for joining us. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of the Madam Athlete Podcast. On the second Tuesday of the month, I take a deep dive into a career-related topic, and on today's episode, I'm asking you if you're ready for change, and I'm going to share a specific framework to help you maybe tease out where you're getting stuck and moving forward in whatever new direction you're aiming for, or to help you just get set up for this new goal of yours. It's going to be awesome, so let's get into it. Okay, have you realized that it's June? We're halfway through June. The year is almost halfway over already. Like what? Where did this time go? I get really nerdy about goals. So you have probably seen my work there, listened to episodes, right? But at the beginning of the year, we're often all jazzed. We set new goals. We have New Year's resolutions. We want to make a change in our life. We want to do something different. And then life happens, right? And then all of a sudden things get in the way. It's not easy to make change. You want to do something different, but half the year has gone by. Where are you now? Like, where has the time gone? Where are you with this change? When you set a goal, when you are working on your life, on your personal development, on your professional development, when things happen, it's not always easy to change. Even when it is something that you want, even when it is a goal of yours, it's not always easy to change. Your brain doesn't actually like to change. Your brain has just a few goals. It wants to feel pleasure. It wants to avoid pain. And it wants to keep things as easy and simple as possible. Right? That's it. So change is not like one of your brain's like most happy, exciting things to accomplish. Right? Because taking on a new job, changing a career, moving, starting a new workout routine, your brain is like, hell no. What What sounds fun about this? That sounds actually stressful because it's different and I don't already know how to do it and I don't know how it's going to go and I don't know what obstacles I'm going to come up against. So like, ooh, this will not be easy at all. I don't have a process for that yet. So uh, this doesn't feel fun. Learning new things is uncomfortable. That sounds kind of painful. So no, thank you. Right? Like, you know, that it might ultimately be pleasurable to have a better salary or more time off or better cardiovascular endurance or whatever you're going after. Like that's why it's a goal of yours. But your brain is also not that great at delayed gratification, right? It wants the pleasure now. It doesn't want it like in 10 years. So those of you who lasted through med school, like holler, right? The brain is like, I am set up for Feeling pleasure right now, that's what I want. I do not want to be in pain or discomfort, and I really want things to be easy. I want to do stuff that I already know how to do. When you're trying to make a change, when you have a new goal, when you're setting out to get after it, you got to kind of like hack your brain a little bit. You got to like work it on board here. And so if you're trying to make a change, if you want to make a change or you're trying to make a change, but it's just not working out and you're feeling a little stuck, 
This is a helpful framework. What I'm going to talk about is a helpful framework to evaluate the levels of change that you might actually need. And I will dive all into this. All right. So what I want to talk to you about today, whatever day it is that you happen to be listening, hello from whatever day of the week you're at, is the DILT's logical levels of change. So DILT's is a dude because they're always dudes, right? Whatever. It's annoying. Um, but the logical levels are a framework for personal development that can also be used for change, logical levels of change. And what this is, is a framework to sort of assess the impact of a potential change you might have on how it's going to just like impact everything else. At what level is this change going to make a difference? And so you like envision a little pyramid here. It's always a pyramid. It doesn't have to be a pyramid, but just envision a little pyramid. At the very tippy top is vision. Like what is your vision for the world, for your life, like the vision that you see? And underneath that is your identity. This is who you are, right? Your vision is going to impact your identity. Changes in your identity might not impact your vision, right? But any changes in your vision will impact your identity. And underneath identity is are your values and beliefs. So your identity is going to inform your values and beliefs, right? And underneath values and beliefs is your capabilities or skills, right? So just because you have the capability to put in a chest tube or to reduce a dislocated shoulder, that doesn't necessarily impact or change your values or your vision. Do you get me? That's why it's like underneath. Okay, so we'll um, start at the top again. Vision, identity, values and beliefs, capabilities or skills. And then next is behavior. Like, how do you act? How are you feeling? Like, what are you doing walking around? And then the bottom one is environment. So oftentimes when we're trying to set up a new goal, we're trying to make a change, we get stuck at one of these levels. And I'm frankly, often we're stuck at the level of the environment, that that's what we try to change, but that has the least impact overall on our life. But if we change higher up the scale, if we learn a new skill, that has a bigger impact, right? If we have a new identity, if we have a new vision, if we change our vision, that's going to impact everything. Do you see what's happening here? It all falls kind of downhill. So often when we're trying to make a change, we get stuck at that environment level. So here's what that might look like. So an example in my life, right? Um, recently, you may have seen on social that I have started running this summer. I've interviewed so many amazing uh, runners, running athletes, sports medicine docs, athletic trainers for athletes, like all these incredible women. And there's been some really incredible feats by women runners lately that are just amazing. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just try this again. Let me just do this again. I've done it a little bit before. I always say, like, it is not my favorite. I hate it. I hate running. I've always said that. And I was like, let's give this a change. Okay, so if I'm going to change my environment, like you'll see articles like this online is, you know, put your sneakers right next to your bed, put your workout outfit right next to the bed so you immediately change into it and you just work out first thing in the morning, right? That's changing your environment to help with your new goal, to help with this change. You're trying to become a runner. So like, all right, let's just put your running equipment Get that sports bra, get those new sneakers, like make them easy to see. That's changing the environment. But just because I have 
put the sports bra in a convenient location does not help me with the behavior of running every day, right? Of running three days a week, right? Of figuring out where I'm going to run, all those things, right? And then just because I have started running three days a week, that's my new behavior, does not mean that I am skilled at running, right? Like, there's running coaches for a reason. (laughs) There are coaches to help you with this. And so, you know, maybe it's not running, maybe it's some other exercise. It's often just exercise a lot of is one of the number one goals that people set at New Year's. That's why I'm talking about this. And because this is a new thing for me, but trying to learn how to run effectively to follow a training program instead of just going out and winging it, that's a skill, that's a capability. And going even above that to the values and beliefs, if I believe that running is important and that running is beneficial for me and it helps my mental health and it keeps me active and I enjoy it, then I'm going to, it's going to be easier for me to keep this change. It's going to be easier for me to follow this goal. If I'm sitting around still believing that running sucks and I'm still sitting around thinking that I hate running it's going to be a lot harder for me to run even if that sports bra is sitting by my bedside table. Do you see this? Do you see how this pyramid falls down? And moving higher up, if my identity is a runner, if I can figure out how to build an identity and believe that I am somebody who runs, that is who I am at my core, that's going to be a lot easier to go for a run on a day that I just don't quite feel like it or I don't have the energy. Because I've already said and decided that I am a runner. That's who I am at my core. Okay, so here's another example, right? That's like starting the new workout routine. That's me lately with my running situation. But let's say in your career, you want to start doing and publishing research, right? And you are currently at a community hospital. I'm making this all up. You're at a community hospital and they don't really know how to do research, and you don't have um, mentors there, and nobody in your department is doing research, so you don't really know what to do, that environment is not really set up for you to do research. So what can you change in your environment to help you start to do research? Maybe it's that you take a course. Maybe it's that you sign up for a mentor at a national meeting. Maybe it's that you start networking, right? There's a ton of things you can do to start building connections in the environment around you, to start creating it, like maybe you can collaborate with the local university hospital and a team there. That's, you gotta set up that environment. If if there's just literally no way in your local environment, maybe you need a new job. Maybe if that's really your true goal that you really wanna do, there's no way you can do it at the current setting that you are. Maybe you need to go somewhere else in order to follow that dream right? That's okay. If you are able to do the research, you have people around you, you have a great IRB team, you have a great statistician, and that's awesome, but you don't know how to do research. It doesn't matter that you are in an environment that is supportive of research because you don't know how to do research, right? So you got to build the skills. You got to build your capabilities. You have to learn how to do research. So if that's what's holding you back, then you know that, oh, okay, great, I do want to do research, but first I need to learn how to do this. I need to figure this out. I'm going to build that capability or skill and then I can actually 
build the behavioral habits and set up my environment and do all those things to make sure that I'm getting after it, right? But if you're sitting there feeling like, I know that doing research on gender discrimination within sports is important and figuring it out, like helping people to understand that this is a problem and here's what we can do differently to like combat this problem. If that's who you are, if that's what you believe and you believe that your identity, you're somebody who fights for women's rights, for trans rights, that's part of your belief set and that's your identity, then that's going to have a bigger motivating impact on you getting after this research. And if you have a vision of a world in sports where women are paid equally, where they get the same media coverage, where they get the same professorships and associate professorships, and they get titled appropriately at their conferences, and there's no more mantles. And if you see a vision of gender equality in sports, if that is your vision, that's the top of the pyramid, that is going to lead you through so much to get after that change that you want to get after. Because you see it, it's your vision that's going to impact everything. That's going to impact your identity, your values and beliefs, your capabilities, your behavior, your environment, all the way down the chain. If your vision is that there's no hope and your vision says, I'm never going to see this in my lifetime, so why bother? That's your vision, that's your belief, then it doesn't matter how you set up your environment, you won't make a change, right? So part of this whole framework, when you're getting after a goal, is figuring out how are you thinking about it at each specific level and where might you be getting stuck and where might you need to try to work on a change? Do you need to develop a new skill? Do you need to really sit down with your values and beliefs and try to come up with a value or belief that helps you move forward towards this goal, that moves towards this change, right? In the Women's Career Transformation Academy, the entire first module, which is a doozy, is about figuring out your mission, vision, values, and your identities because that's like where the biggest change happens. It is the foundational bedrock that impacts everything else. When you are ready for change, the baby step is changing the environment around you. The baby step is moving that sports bra close to your bed. But the big change, the impactful change, is having a new vision of who you are, what your identity is, what you believe, learning new skills. Those make the difference, right? So take a look at your goal at whatever change that you are currently hoping to or trying to make and consider that change along each one of these levels. Is there something that you're not considering? Is there a specific level that could use some work to help you move forward? And it's like, here's another thing. Is what is what's holding you back not even part of the level situation, right? Okay, so we're, let's go on my fun running adventure. I have got this nagging hamstring that has just been bugging me forever because that's what hamstrings love to do. And I could, this could be the thing that's getting in my way of 
becoming a runner or starting to run or, or building this new, like trying to go after this half marathon in October, right? So if that's what's blocking me, that's not part of the level, right? That's not really like, I can't just change my identity and fix my hamstring. Like that's not quite how that works, right? So what I could do is just give up and say, all right, I can't run. My hamstring won't let me. The end. But instead of giving up, if, the, if I have the belief that this is important to me, that running is important to me, and if I happen to have the identity that I am somebody who figures it out, I figure it out, what I, whatever it is, and figure out whatever I need to do in order to make it happen, then maybe instead of giving up running altogether, maybe I'm taking a little detour to physical therapy in order to work on my hamstrings so that I can get back after it, right? Like that would be a very normal thing to do. But it's easy to let things derail us and we're just done. But if we can tap into this entire framework and go, you know, I believe that this is important to me and I, I am actually somebody who figures it out. That's like who I am. I figure out what I need to do. And then, okay, all right, I can do this and it will help me get back after this running thing. But here, continuing even further, maybe running is just 100% off the table. Maybe like hamstring broken never works again. Let's knock on wood, okay? Did I completely fail in that change? Here's the thing. If I was able to work into a new identity, if I really took a look at this pyramid and said, okay, like, sure, I've put my sports bra, got my new sneakers, good to go there, behavior, I've I've exercised, I'm running three days a week, the skills, I have got a training program to like help me build up my endurance, figure this out, all right, values, I've said that this is important to me and I've created the identity of somebody who is an athlete, that I have decided I am somebody who is an athlete I exercise for fun. I exercise for my mental health. I believe that it is important to enjoy my exercise because it's good for me. It keeps me sane. It keeps me going. It is important. And maybe that running specifically isn't an option anymore. Then what I get to do is I get to use that strong identity I've built up. I get to use those values to say, you know what? Running didn't work. Let's try swimming instead or cycling, or bar three, or whatever else sounds interesting and fun. And now I've actually made an even deeper change because I changed who I am. And I realized that I have multiple options and pathways to get after the goal, to get after the change that I wanted, the change that I truly wanted, which was always more than just running three times a week for 30 plus minutes a day. That was like, a bare minimum change. The real change is feeling like an athlete, believing that exercise is important, incorporating that into my identity, having a vision of a healthy life, healthy, active, fit life. That's a vision. And if that's the vision, now I've had a huge impact. I have made a real deep and lasting change. I hope you see this. I hope this makes sense. I'll make sure to include some links in or some like diagrams in the show notes so that you can see this framework. But last reminder, 
the top of the the top of the pyramid is vision, then identity, then values and beliefs, then capabilities and skills, then behavior, and lastly, environment. Okay, I hope this helps. I hope you can use this framework to take a look at a change you're working on and be inspired to maybe step it up a level, maybe get some forward movement, figure out where you're stuck, figure out a mindset shift that you can take so you can develop even further. Because even though the year is almost halfway over, there is still an entire six and a half months left for forward progress. And you got this. Thank you for listening to the Madam Athlete Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's career coaching deep dive all about how to be ready for change. Obviously, as you can see, I love nerding out about personal development topics like this one. And if you want to know a little more about setting effective goals to help you be more productive and more satisfied as you get after your next change, I have this free mini course or mini challenge, if you will, to help you learn how to set smarter goals and double down on the mindset work to help you get there. Because after you figure out your mission, vision, values, and identities, it is time to get after your goals, right? So if you go to madamathlete.com slash goals, you can sign up for that free mini course and you will get daily emails for four days to walk you through some exercise all about getting after your goals. It's going to be awesome. Okay. As always, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm.